Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Hi, Janice. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to read a little bit of your fabulous bio so people know all the great things about you. Janice Torres Rodriguez, she's a nationally acclaimed Latina money expert, speaker, and business coach. After an unexpected job loss, she became an accidental entrepreneur, which led her to create a six-figure Latin food blog, Delish Delights, which we'll get into a little bit more on the show here because we're here to talk about how to make money with a podcast. Now she helps her clients and listeners build successful online businesses that allow them to pursue financial independence and freedom. Janice is also on a mission to educate marginalized communities on topics like entrepreneurship, investing, and building generational wealth through her award-winning personal finance podcast, Yo Quiero Dinero, which has received a Plutist Award. And she's also been featured on Telemundo, NPR, BuzzFeed, Business Insider, all the places. So again, welcome to the show. And I wanted to start with you giving us a little bit of story background around your path to becoming a blogger. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I always tell folks I'm an excellent entrepreneur because this was not part of the plan. I am a Latina, first generation oldest of two. And my parents gave me very specific instructions, go to school, get a job, work the, you know, 40 something year career, get the pension. And so honestly, like I never imagined myself being an online entrepreneur, but what happened was I was in my mid twenties and really just found myself completely dissatisfied with my career. I was like, I don't think I can do this for another 30 something years. So I was an engineer um, and I followed my father's footsteps in that way. But honestly, I just didn't see myself doing it for any you know, considerable amount of time. And so I saw people doing something that I thought would be really interesting, which was blogging online. This was back in 2012, 2013. And I have always been a foodie. So I've always been in the kitchen with my mom. That's like my sanctuary, if you will. And I thought to myself, like, if there are other people that are doing this on the internet, why couldn't I also do this? So I started teaching myself the ins and outs of blogging, watching a lot of YouTube videos, reading a lot of other people's blogs, and just really starting to understand, like, how are they turning this into a business? And I started DIYing everything. I taught myself how to build a website. Um, and then I started teaching myself how to monetize it learning about things like affiliate partnerships and brand sponsorships and display ads and SEO and all these things that I didn't know anything about, didn't know there was a whole world of people out here making money on the internet. And it was an entry point to the world of online entrepreneurship that honestly like changed my life and has set me up for all the things I've been able to do today. It sounds like you hadn't had a lot of writing experience prior to blogging. So does that not really a, a prerequisite for bloggers or what are your thoughts on that? 
So I've always been a good writer. Like that was one of my favorite subjects in school. So it was a skill that came naturally to me. And as somebody who's like introverted, I've always been more into the books and reading and writing than I am about, you know, doing YouTube videos or being on camera. And so for me and my personality, like I, that just made so much sense to me because I was always already like online writing i i even had like um, this is me dating myself now as like a uh a, what do they call it a geriatric millennial where you know i used to have a website called um a page on myspace where you know you would write like diary entries and there was even a website back in high school called zanga that was like an online diary and i would just like go and write on there so that was always a natural form of communication for me and so that that was easy on, on in the, that sense yeah i can relate i was a literature major so i really love words and i was in communication so writing came naturally to me but it's funny listening to you it's like oh blogging's like the gateway to all these other things because i did the travel blog and then that lent into the podcast but i think that yeah the blog can be definitely that entry into just communicating and expressing yourself online Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's just a way for you to start exercising those creative muscles that can then open up your mind to whatever else is possible out there. Yeah, definitely. And that muscle of creating a cadence of content, because you're going to have to do that no matter what you do, if it's a YouTube channel yeah. or a podcast, et cetera. Um, so I want to talk a, about where should our listeners focus if they want to start a blog? I guess blogging feels like a very 2013, 2014 <laughs> kind of thing. So that's why I wanted to talk to you because I'm curious about in today, you know, 2022, how do you start and launch a blog and then make it profitable? Yeah. So I, I always uh, laugh when I hear people that are like, well, you know, blogs are dead. And I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure you've read a blog uh, in the past 24 hours if you've been online, because that is the majority of websites that are on the internet, right? And so this idea that somehow blogging is dead, it's just, no, it, it has evolved. It is not the same as it is in 2013. But I mean, what is the same? The Instagram of 2008 is not the Instagram of 2022. And I think it just emphasizes this idea that like, as a creative, you have to adapt to the environment under which you're operating and creating. Like, it's just, it's going to evolve. A technology is going to evolve. And what's important about a blog that is still relevant today in 2022 is that it is the only piece of internet real estate that you actually own. And so for content creators, whether you are a podcaster or an influencer or whatever it is that you're doing, if you're relying 100% on these third-party social media platforms like TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and everybody else, at any point in time, those companies could decide, hey, we no longer want to be operating. We are just going to shut down and everything that you've created is gone, right? And so if you want to actually have a home base on the internet that you control, that you can fully monetize, that you can own you need to have something on the internet. And especially as a content creator, like for me, one of the huge benefits of having a blog now as a podcaster is just having the ability to have a relationship with my audience outside of the podcast. Because at the end of the day, people consume media differently. Some people are really into audio. Some folks want to read. Some folks want to see videos. And so with the blog, I can have all of those types of content 
all in one place as opposed to having people have to go all over, you know, go to YouTube to watch the video here, but go to this place to read the articles and the transcripts here and go and listen to the podcast on this app. I can have all that stuff in one place and just have like the home base where everybody can interact and get all of the content that I create versus having to go and, and piecemeal my stuff. Yeah. And I think you're right. It does, especially from coming from a podcaster's lens, it's like, how am I going to continue that conversation off the podcast? Because obviously they can't respond to me in real time when they're listening to the podcast. So where am I going to send them so that they can see my other things, what I'm doing, and I get to control, you know, what that is, what that looks like. So I love how you talked about the evolution of the blog and it does evolve and it always is going to be something that you have control over, which is so important. So when people are first starting out, are there two or three things that they should focus on? Is there a mindset they need to have around blogging as a business? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when we're thinking about a hobby versus a business, the first thing you have to know is like, you have to start getting comfortable charging. Because otherwise you have a hobby if you're just doing something for no money and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, maybe you just want a creative outlet that you can go and hang out and do whatever, but you don't necessarily want to turn it into a business. If you want to make money doing something, you're going to have to get comfortable asking for money. And that includes learning how to market yourself in a way that is authentic to who you are and who you want to attract. You know, I think a lot of folks get stressed out because they see people, you know, let's say on TikTok and they're like doing dances or whatever. And it's just like, do I really have to do that? And it's like, no, you don't have to do that. If that's not who you are, like I, the last thing I want is for you to show up inauthentically because that's going to make the whole process of monetizing and building a business feel excruciating. Like you are creating something because you're passionate about it, because you have a vision, because you have something to say, like make it true to who you are. And so leaning into what you're comfortable with, I absolutely recommend that. Now, it's also going to require you to step outside of your comfort zone, right? Like as uh, someone who thought that me becoming a podcaster meant like I could always stay behind the mic and nobody ever had to know who I was. I mean, if you want to build that next level relationship with people, you're going to have to start sharing some vulnerabilities, sharing more about yourself, getting that like reciprocal relationship in action so that folks can actually start to know who you are beyond the podcast. And so, you know, it's definitely, it's a challenge. You're going to confront a lot of things that uh, might be childhood wounds or, you know, just like insecurities that you have. Like for me, I was bullied as a kid. And so this idea of being vulnerable it's still scary, but there are really great opportunities when you put yourself out there for you to challenge yourself and really like expand your capacity for, you know, what is possible. And so I think that's, that's the beauty of giving yourself a chance and putting yourself out there and just seeing what happens. Oh, I love that. And you're so right. It will challenge you, you know, putting yourself <laughs> out there, speaking as someone who has all the the guards thrown up a lot of the times. It's like, oh, okay, this is a stretch. But, um, you know, once you do it and it is like a muscle, it's so worth it because I think anytime you're able to be more fully you more authentically you I mean that's it's a win it might not feel like a win in the moment <laughs> <laughs> but it eventually will yeah how long does it typically take 
to see profit from blogging? It really varies. And so my first venture into it, I really wasn't making any money for like a good two years. And it's honestly because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. So when you try to DIY something and you just try to Google and YouTube your way through things, they will inevitably take longer. So the second time around when I was building the blog for Yo Quiero Dinero, I already knew the things I had to do, you know, things like keyword research and optimizing for SEO and, you know, figuring out how I wanted, what niche I wanted to focus in on. Like I didn't ask myself any of those questions in the beginning because I didn't even know those were questions that I needed to ask. And so uh, whereas it took me over two years to monetize my first blog, it took me less than a year to start monetizing Yo Quiero Dinero. And so just, you know, the importance of knowing when it's time to invest in education and working with somebody who's done this before, like that can get you to your goal faster. And so that's one of the reasons why I started teaching, you know, how to become a blogger and how to make this like a reality, uh, even in 2022, because, I floundered for a while and it's just because I didn't know what the right questions were to ask and where the best use of my time was. Yeah, and I love that you started one blog and then used all that experience for the second one to just get it profitable so much faster. And I think that's a good thing for listeners to hear because sometimes our first attempt, it may not be a bad attempt, like it may have been successful, but just knowing that if it's still not the right fit, you can take all those learnings and apply them to something new and probably better because you've done that work and and you've grown and now you're doing something different. And using your example, it just happens so much faster because you built on that experience. Yeah, for sure. And I love the idea of investing in support and knowing when to do that. I think especially as Latinas in our culture, I think this idea of coaching is kind of new. Yeah, no, I would totally agree. I think it's the whole narrative of like, you can do everything yourself. Don't ask for help. And it's just like, uh, you know, at some point you have to be okay with like not knowing everything and realizing that there is a ton of support out there. If you're willing almost to like humble yourself and realize like, I don't have to do this alone. Yeah, I don't have to take it all and, you know, put it all on my own shoulders. And actually, I know personally what I've had to learn that hiring support coaches is what's going to be that like catalyst that just launches you. But it's a totally different way of thinking um, than what I know I was raised with. And just outsourcing in general, I think in Latino families is just not a thing. Like I tell my mom, you know, one of the things that I did is I outsourced cleaning in my house because I'm like, I need more time to run my business. And she's just like, pero mija, like we don't do these things. And I'm just like, mom, uh, we're not living the same life. We're not in the same time. And it's like, you're not less of a person. You're not less of a woman or a wife or a mother because you want to get help. You can actually show up as a better version of yourself in your business and in your personal life, when you're not overextending yourself to a place where like, you're just giving everybody with the leftovers. Definitely. And I think it's culturally, and then you have another layer of society just telling oh, for women sure. that they need to work hard and take on everything. It's like, <laughs> who is that serving again? Yeah. Mm. The patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Funny how that works. Right? <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about the importance of representation and blogging. I know that it's a mission of yours to really elevate marginalized communities, which I love. And so 
I've talked a little bit about that as well in terms of like, we need more voices in podcasting because like when else in history have we had this amazing platform where we have so much freedom to do so. But um, if you could talk a little bit about the blogging space and actual entrepreneurship and why we need more representation. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest blocks for people mentally is this idea of like, am I even able to do this? Who am I to want to start an online business or start a blog? Because you don't see yourself represented in these spaces. The spaces of online entrepreneurship are still primarily white. And the blogging world is very much like white women dominated. And so when you don't see yourself represented, you start thinking like, well, do people even care about what I have to say? And there's so many important narratives and stories that need to be told in our community. Like I can just think of a couple off the top of my head of students that I've had that I'm like, yes, we need this information out there so much. Things like, you know, how does somebody who is an immigrant without a social security number start investing? Like a white woman who's raised in America is not going to create that content. You know, how do, how do you remix your traditional Mexican recipes into something that is compliant with Whole30? Like, how can I still enjoy the culture and the recipes of my heritage in a way that's going to allow me to, you know, achieve whatever dietary goals I have? Like those types of unique stories can only be told by us. And one of the things that I realized, you know, when I first approached my food blog, I thought I was just going to go out here and like create something generic and people were going to care about it. And it wasn't until I started focusing on my heritage as a Puerto Rican woman and sharing those recipes that I identified that there's nobody teaching folks how to make these recipes. There's nobody passing down the recipes of our our abuelas. And then there's a whole generation of people like me, millennials, Gen X, but we didn't learn how to make these recipes and they want to recreate memories from, you know, their childhood. And so me being able to serve my community by showing up authentically Latina is actually what led to my success. So instead of, you know, shying away from our identities and code switching and feeling like we have to conform because that's what we do in most of our lives, right? Um, I say, throw that out the door. This is your opportunity to really show up 100% as yourself because you are creating that community and that connection with your authentic story. Hey friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to a free workshop that I created. It's called Launch a Binge-Worthy Podcast, and it's all about helping you to create a heartfelt podcast that reaches your soul listeners and grows your business. If you want access, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. Okay, friend, back to the show. You're reminding me of when I first started my blogging and the podcast, and I can't tell you how irritated I was, (laughs) especially in the travel space of like the same woman being photographed (laughs) in some flowy dress with like the mountain, looking at a mountain. And I'm like, that is the same woman. And it kept being fed to me via the algorithm, right? And I was like, I know there's other people traveling. I know there's other perspectives. So um, that's why I started my first podcast was like, I'm going to bring on these stories and share them and highlight them. But uh, you're right, the online space is still lacking in representation, diversity. And when we can bring our experiences, it's just so powerful because we give those little stories, we give the nuances, we give the those things that people are actually craving. Yeah. Right. Like we are craving to see ourselves. And I think that helps us see 
the possibilities just so much more. Absolutely. So if someone were to start a blog tomorrow, what's the first thing they should do to set them up for success? I think the important thing is to really be clear on who you want to talk to so that you're not kind of floundering and trying to figure out who that person is. Uh, The best place to start is thinking about your own journey. Like, what is it that you are so passionate about that is compelling you to want to talk about this? And once you know what you want to talk about, you can start to identify like who that ideal person would be. And typically your ideal person is like who you were three to five years ago, before you knew what you know, before you went through whatever is that transformation that now has given you, you know, some sort of insight into how you can help people. Um, When I started thinking about, you know, Yo Quiero Dinero, it was coming from a place of like, I didn't learn any of this stuff. And I want to be able to put a dent in, you know, financial literacy when it comes to uh, the Latina community, because that's who I identify with. That's who is the majority of the people who I'm surrounded with. Um, So how can I show up in this space authentically, right? Like, I don't want to show up here as a white dude. I want to show up here as a Latina from Jersey, who's first generation, whose parents didn't start investing until I started talking to them about it a couple of years ago. Right. And so like showing up, thinking about that transformation that led you to where you are today and thinking about who you were before you had that information, I think is a great place to start because then you're, you'll be very clear on who you need to talk to. And then it's a matter of consistency. Like I tell people, regardless of the business that you're starting, know that this is not going to happen overnight. You are not going to come out of the gate making $100,000, right? And even though people on social media would convince you that if you sign a further course, like that's going to happen, it's not going to happen. What does happen is when you show up consistently and you continuously connect and focus on building community, the cash flow comes with community, right? But you need to stop trying to skip that part of putting yourself out there, of continuously showing up, of providing value of focusing on the greater mission, then the money comes. It doesn't happen before that. I love that. Finding your voice, consistency. And what I hear you saying is start. Yeah. Because you're really not going to make any money if you don't (laughs) take that first step. (laughs) Right. Yes. At some point, the, you know, analysis paralysis becomes real and it just ends up stopping you from, you know, starting anything. And this idea that we have to get everything right. We have to have the logo. We have to have the perfect website. We have to have the, you know, social media, uh, equipment and the brand new phone. Listen, I started taking pictures on my ridiculous iPhone five, no lighting. I didn't know anything about food styling. I didn't know anything about building a website. And I learned along the way, like giving yourself permission To be an entrepreneur is uh, giving yourself permission to revert back to the time in your life when you were a child and you were allowed to experiment and play without the pressure to perform and deliver a perfection. And I think that's what so many of us have lost their connection with. We've lost connections with our inner child. And I invite you to like, just become an entrepreneur to give yourself the permission to experiment and invent without the pressure of, you know, perfection. Yeah. And permission to learn. And when they say enjoy the process, I mean, that's really what they're talking about is enjoying the trying and messing up and trying again. And yeah, definitely (laughs) love that. 
So I want to make sure that people know where they can find out more about you. I know you have a, is it a course or a workshop around starting a blog? So yeah. you can share all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can find me at YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com. You'll find all my social media uh, links there, as well as all the episodes that we have released so far. Um, if you want to learn more about my six-week program, it's called Jumpstart Your Blog Bootcamp, and our next cohort starts March 7th. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go to blogmoguls.com. Perfect. So we'll link to all of those things in the show notes. I actually just subscribed to your podcast. I had listened a few times, but I'm like, I got to get it on the <laughs> subscription yes. <laughs> because then, then I'll know when it come out. Then you don't miss anything. <laughs> and the topics are amazing. Actually, I'm like, I'm going to be like master level <laughs> in the know about finances after I go back and listen to all these. So I love that. Um, yeah, I'm excited, but thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and just share your story and tips for starting a blog. Thank you so much for the invitation. If you love today's episode, please subscribe so you don't miss a show and rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help support us. Always remember your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.